This podcast contains the best of those bad words and may contain difficult discussions of all things related to love, particularly the bad parts. Hello and welcome back. You do think that every time. Maybe I should start this. This is why you're bad at love. I don't remember things. It's true. Welcome to Bad at Love. You're here again. This is our second episode. That's right. It's Bad at Love. I always forget. I always. (laughs) You're the one who came up with the name. It's true, but it doesn't mean anything. It's because every time you began our last podcast as well, and I would think, okay, here we go, and it's not. And it's not. It's not. We are here today with one of my dearest friends, Miss Sarah. Hello. You and I met originally, was it because of Kim and, and Jen? Yes, I think, and Steph was in town. Yes. Yep. So It's because you came to one of my parties that I had that was just mm-hmm. supposed to be like an organic night of creating art yes. and being together. Mm-hmm. And then we got closer because we ended up doing that uh, the cider. Yeah, um, the was sailing. The was sailing. <laughs> oh my God, that was so much fun. <laughs> I played a jester, yes. you were like a singer, and... Well, yeah, it was just more of an excuse to kind of put on my renaissance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was lovely, and ever since then, I've been so happy. Pretty much was like, in my head, that we were going to be friends, whether yes. you wanted to or not. <laughs> no, and should we start off with uh, our guest questions? Do you want to start off with housekeeping? Oh, housekeeping, yes, housekeeping. <laughs> We've got to keep the house clean, otherwise... This won't work. This is why I always have to have my agenda up. This is how I forget. I want to move forward and keep going because it's so Uh great. Yeah. All right. Start us off, Tamu. Once again, we are on our social media, so do follow us at Bad at Love Podcast or at Bad at Love Pod. I think that's for Twitter. That's for Twitter. Too long of a name for podcast. We are actually, we would love it if we could finally get some emails to come in with your stories about your Bad at Love situation. Experiences. Um, even your good ones, because, you know, you probably are like, you guys are kind of like really a drag and you should really start to be a little bit more positive. We're happy to read those too. So if you want to share some fun stories, some funny stories, even some poignant ones, please email us badatlovepodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and we will read them on air and try our best not to barf if they're really schmoopy and gross. So <laughs> no promises. Um, probably is probably what will happen but um, there's that we'll I know that we'll give you grief we are like, oh, how dare you be happy in your relationships yes how dare you <laughs> healthy and happy suck it people um, also we are recording this ahead of time mm-hmm. but we have experienced yet again another gun tragedy and I don't want to say our thoughts and prayers are with those lovely sad poor people who are suffering in Florida but we are thinking of them and it's awful the way that this world has continued to devolve into kind of a dark place with madness and chaos. And um, I just want to extend my sympathy to anyone who has lost someone or has had experience with gun violence. It's it's just never, ever, ever something that should be um, forgotten about because no. already we're talking about something else now. We're not even talking about these poor babies who are getting buried today and all week and just... It's, it's an awful situation, and it should not be one that's just discarded like everything else. So. And I would like to say for the students of that school, thank you for being so aggressive. Absolutely. Thank and we you. We know that you're going to change the world. Yes. You are the reason why this conversation hasn't fully stopped. 
And I love that you guys have brought your social media into this, that you are not shutting up about it and it should not be shut up over. Don't allow anyone to take away your voice. Ever. Never, ever. Fight the power. I agree. I co-sign. <laughs> <laughs> so then, of course, we also had Valentine's Day, so... Yes, so my friend Tony Chapman, he um, is an artist within Minneapolis, and I think her name is Erin Levine, Levin, I can never say it correctly, but anyway, both of them are uh, artists together, they've been doing this for five years, I believe they said, this is the fifth anniversary of their first project they ever did together. It started off as something where Tony was talking about how he never, like he's so attached to all of his art, he hoards his own stuff, and so after talking for a while... Aaron said, I challenge you to create something and then we destroy it. Oh. So they worked on this project together and they ended up having this huge burning. Um, they, they came up with the idea because they were like, how do we destroy this? And then burning was what they did. And they're like, well, we worked on it for almost a year. So we want people to be a part of this to see it. So that's just the first year that they started. And then the next year they're like, we want to do something else and involve the people. And so now this year, for instance, they call it uh, Release, Reignite, Love. And it's sort of an experience. Uh, I got something in the mail. I opened it up. And it was, it looked like a heart that was created out of burlap sack and straw. And then on the inside, there was a handmade walnut that you're supposed to crack. And then there was a, a note inside. It's <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah. And it was, so I had no idea what to go into this. Tony pretty much refused to tell me what it was about. Like he showed me some pictures, but I was like, this tells me nothing. Um, <laughs> That's some blind trust. <laughs> oh, I trust Tony. I was like, the whole invite was like a metaphor you know what I mean? for love. <laughs> so much right? work. Yep. And then I still don't and know <laughs> lovely evening so I showed up there they I had brought that stuff with me and then I ended up taking the backside of the note to write um, some lyrics on there from a Nina Simone song and put it back in there but then when I uh, arrived there they had a huge array of more things to add to what you either already brought or to create because there's a lot of people who may have not created anything so I added to it and then they had um, an altar that was upstairs in a meditation room. And so whenever you were ready, you were to go up there. You could stay there as long as you needed to or wanted to, to kind of just think about your intention with uh, your piece. And then you would attach it to the altar. And then when you got done, we had a procession from her house all the way out to the local park. And we sang a song um, the entire way talking about, because everyone had bells, and we sang that it was such a lovely evening, isn't it nice, with all the peaceful bells ringing. So as we walked, we sang the song, and then we got to the park, and then everybody fell silent, and we just walked to where we were going to burn this altar. And so we just heard the, the bells as we were walking, and that was gorgeous. And then we all made a circle once we came to the word clearing. Mind you, um, everybody... It's winter here, so we didn't have to worry about burning anything around it, so that was nice. So we set it down. Um, they started the fire. It took probably a good 10 to 15 minutes. Complete silent. Like, everyone just sat and watched mm -hmm. as this fell, slowly fell to the ground. So what were you thinking as this was happening? Most of it, I was thinking about kind of what I've been meditating on and stuff. More about, like, what I was trying to... Because the idea is, like, what you want to release... Mm -hmm. And then what you want to reignite in the air. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm just releasing all of this past 
thought processes on what I'd done in love and being thankful for and reminding myself of the current love that I have. And just because I think that it's very common to be in a loop of to think of your past mistakes and to, um, I know for me, like especially recently, that you're, I'm, I'm trying to break patterns. Mm-hmm. And while that's great, you do tend to obsess over then like being like, how do I break this pattern right. if this keeps continuing? And then you're like, if you're thinking about it too much, it's not going to do anything. So it's just kind of... Get rid of that. Think about what's in your life. And so I just sat there and thought about that. And then as the embers started getting more of like less, well, just becoming embers rather less flame. And I was thinking, like, I kind of want to watch the rest of this go out. All of a sudden, fireworks go off in the sky. And so everybody starts looking up. And there was about like maybe seven of them that they just exploded. And it was amazing. And I was like, oh, like, all, like, it just, because it was so rushed, like, everything I've been thinking about just gets put from your mind. And then all of you, you're thinking just joy. Like, it was pure joy of being like, oh, because I love fireworks. I really do. It's one of my favorite things. And then I was like, this is the perfect end. This is just so great. And then after it was done, they said, okay, anybody who wants to leave right now and go back to the house, they can. So-and-so, you, you can follow so-and-so. And so I stayed for the first round to kind of sit around the flames and, like, we just kind of, like chatted but not really chatted actually it was mostly just silent as we watched the flames kind of go down and then I went with the second wave and then they had some chili and uh and then I did an Irish goodbye <laughs> that's an Irish goodbye you don't say anything you just, just bounce <laughs> <laughs> well I'm You're sure like, they oh everybody's having a good and then you just kind and of and they just slide out oh I'm sure they somewhat <laughs> expected that though. that's a lot of emotions it it's, sure is it sounds like a beautiful event. it was really beautiful and so if I'm uh, invited again next year they said that you can bring more people and I was like okay that's what I'm gonna do and it was really I, w- I wanna go yes please do <laughs> I'm putting in my request now <laughs> you don't need a request I'm inviting you so wonderful. now you're there wonderful <laughs> and you can get your own walnut and then you can be like what right. the hell well <laughs> who knows what it'll be next year <laughs> to be fair Timu I did invite you you did <laughs> but you unfortunately had to I take had care of some other business an, so an incident and so I was unable to attend this beautiful ceremony so but perhaps next year if it is also 40 degrees and I'm <laughs> shouting out yes caveat weather it was beautiful weather yeah. for it too like I was yeah. legitimately thinking like I am so happy right now like this is because usually like as of what yesterday it was nine degrees or negative thirty or yeah. so okay. negative it feels like negative. 30. Well, yeah, it felt like it probably <laughs> for sure. So yeah, it was a lovely, wonderful event, and uh, I'm very glad to have been a part of it. I'm glad. That's nice. So you're already on the road to sure. Love. <laughs> Self love. Had Match McDonald's and watched Smash games. So there you go. <laughs> the new Match game or the old? The new match. Game. Okay, mm-hmm. I haven't kept up with it. Is, that, is it's funny. Baldwin still. Okay, mm-hmm. he's still on there. Oh, good time. I guess I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Did you want to hear what I did? Should yes, I please. Sarah, I actually did something really important on Valentine's Day. I took the day off work. Good. Um, and every year for several years now, there is a march uh, to honor yes. um, murdered and missing Indigenous women, and wow. they, they have. Change their wording to they they are now as murdered and missing indigenous people, which I love. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's wonderful, and we are acknowledging, you know, the spectrum of gender. Um, but uh, there is a march, and I'm forgetting where it starts. I think it's I think it's the Indian Center. I think, and I'm very sorry if I'm 
stating the, the name wrong, but um, it was just, there's like a march to the march in the beginning of it where they meet at another location mm-hmm. and they have like people speaking and they, they um, last year we like tied some red prayer ties on a bridge and it's just an excellent event of thoughtfulness. Right. Um, and then they have a rally before the march at the Indian Center and we sat and listened and held space for family. There were mothers speaking of their daughters that are missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we just held space. We listened, you know, we got ready to march and just it was an excellent <clears throat> just to be there and be thoughtful. Um, I felt very glad to be there too as an African-American person holding space for our indigenous sisters and brothers because I know that I feel like Native Lives Matter shows up for everything with BLM and I'm appreciating of that and I just it was important to me to be there right Right. Mm -hmm. I think that that needs to happen more so and to hold space too as a as a mom and listen to mothers telling their stories uh, you know they're just it was wonderful so that was very good and then I got to have um go sit with the friends that I marched with we went and had pho afterwards which is always very healing that was one of me and you type of things too right. we always go to have pho oh my gosh I love pho I could just pretty much eat it every day um, I could have my own Valentine's Day just for my love of big bowls of soup anyway so out of curiosity is this run by is her name Cheryl Whitehawk I don't know because there's one of my friends now um, she it was her she's native and this was her sort of adoptive family because after mm-hmm. she found out that she was native um, she has this other sisters now that she kind of has now. And I saw that she had posted that they came up with the red shawl that they had. Mm-hmm. And then they had the blue tinge and then the purple violet tinge, one for sexual abuse and then one for um, physical abuse, too, mm-hmm. for during the walk. Oh, so yeah. I didn't know if whether or not that was something that appeared a lot there. I hadn't heard about the other colors. We, they, we were asked to wear red, either a shawl or a red shirt. Um, and then they had, like, red bandanas or, like, like a red thing you could wear in your hair, which is what I did. And I wore a red sweatshirt. It was just, it's a lovely, it was just really, it's just lovely. I mean, yeah. it's a, it's so powerful and it's very emotional. I mean, I cried through mm-hmm. several parts of it. But I think that's so important too. And it's such a neat thing when like you're holding space and people are crying. There was no like, oh buddy, don't feel okay. that. Right. We're just allowing ourselves to be there and have the emotion and letting tears say what words fail at saying and just very good. And so... I marched, I stood, I held space proudly. That happens every Valentine's Day. Yes. So um, it is on Facebook. It happens. I, you know, please, if you hear about it, feel welcome to, to come, listen, hold space. Even if you don't march, just be there and listen and hear and remember. And then later that day after we had soup, I picked up my little kid who had a whole bunch of candy from daycare. <laughs> he's going to be three in April, so he's just starting to get that, like, candy is a big commodity. So... <laughs> We, you know, Cute. went home and we probably watch a lot of movies. Like, he's really into watching movies. So we sat and probably watched, I don't even remember what, Cars or he really is into Spider-Man right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and Star Wars and <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. We might watch Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to ask our first question of uh-huh. you. Oh, no, wait. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Both I think our original we do So yeah. now that we've kind of discussed a lot about your love of already, Chadwick, our first thing that we're going to talk about um, is how would you define love? Oh, boy. And I know it can be super, super broad. Mm, yeah. So love. however you wish to. That is a multi-layered definition for me. Um, I think that love has some part to play 
And I'm not always sure what. So that's why I say some part. Mm-hmm. With the energy that runs through all things. I think it is a great connector. It is, it, it does have a root in emotional place, but it is so much more than that. So it is hard to define. I can tell you that I know that I experience it. And I can tell you that that was something in question for me until I became a mom. But when I, and I, I felt I felt I was feeling love, and I think I was, but it was like questioning about like, what is this really? And it, and I questioned it a lot less when my son came into being, mm-hmm. even when he was in my belly. It was like this understanding that no matter what he did ever, that he will always have a place in my heart, mm-hmm. in my mind, and he is. It's like like love was like the understanding that he is literally a part of my being. And not so much even that I birthed him, because there is that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but no matter how far he would go, even if I hadn't birthed him, somehow he's just a part of my being. Mm-hmm. And love is the thing that connects us. So mm-hmm. it's more than just a feeling. It's like it's, it's, it's in action. It's in play. It's running through you. It's all around. It's running through all things. It's there. <laughs> I like that. So that's love to me. That's that's love. And I learned, interesting enough, too, some different thoughts about romantic love from the experience of being a mom and loving that process and loving my son. It mm. changed sort of what I think of romantic love. Oh. Because I think that for me before that, love and lust were more intertwined. But I learned something about the, I don't want to, it's like joy seems like too small of a word. Like the rightness sometimes of just being in somebody's space, Mm -hmm. just the nearness of their aura um, and like their effect on your life. You know what I mean? It just on your space, like how good it is. Like right now, I mean, this is love. How, how lovely it is to just be holding space with you guys. This is love. So it changed how I think about romantic love Mm -hmm. because... You know what I mean? There's all that wonderful hot pants stuff. Sure. Which is really wonderful. (laughs) So wonderful. But there's also like the small moments of just just being Mm -hmm. with someone Mm -hmm. when you don't have to speak. How those can be sometimes so powerful. I had a new understanding of how love fills the space between you and that person. So beautiful. Okay, so now what are some of your red flags? In like in, regards in, to regarding to, love to relationships and different I things like that. Just had a conversation with my therapist about this literally on Tuesday. Hey. So we, <coughs> we were talking about this because I am just after like a three and a half year hiatus. Last time I dated was my son's father. So not since I was six months pregnant have I had any kind of like relationship. Mm-hmm. So I'm just now stepping my little toes off into the water. Red flag things for me regarding dating. First of all, if you're on dating sites. I trust my gut, and sometimes people are very physically attractive, but if I have a weird feeling, then I'm not going to go there. Also, uh, this may seem silly, but like pictures that look overly angry, I mean, I'm encountering it more than you think. Really? Like, yeah, I've seen a couple guys that like are giving the finger in their picture. Oh, like, oh why would they do that? That's aggressive. I don't know. <laughs> but if, if you land you, a lady. <laughs> but I'm sure that it does work for some. Sure. You know what I'm saying? But for me, for me, right. that's a red flag, and I'm, I'm through... I went on one small date recently, and I'll tell you that there was a red flag with it. He was like, how do you feel about like people that like drink and smoke a little weed? And I was like, well, I don't partake. Mm-hmm. I said, it's not a problem if it's not a problem. Right. Nice. 
Like, Where it's if not you like, want to come home yeah. and have a beer, I don't care. So then we met up, and it, like, it was really just a few blocks from his house. We met at Buffalo Wild Wings. He was loaded mm-hmm. when I got there. Like, whoa, I was like, ooh, and sad. You know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. was... Um, he was like sharing with me that like his mother had passed, and, oh, and my goodness. I tried not to foreshadow, but I couldn't help but like kind of sit back and wonder like, okay, and and I've had some issues with like I'm an I'm an overeater, so I I will eat to cover emotions. So mm-hmm. I was sort of like sitting there like noticing some of the same things, and it's mm-hmm. not that I that that was red flag for me. Like everyone struggles, right? It's that I could appreciate that we were in different places as far as the management of those things right so that was the red flags where i'm really invested in like facing that stuff right now and right with the help of like professional therapists right. and i try to be very open with myself about it right we were in a different place so that was the red flag mm-hmm. is that he does not seem like he's ready and right. i say that softly oh no absolutely no, yeah. no, no for anyone no. listening i wouldn't want to yeah. be like oh he had problems and i well, no 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 <laughs> everybody well, has people do say like people have told me that before when i've gone on a date i'm like you know what i just didn't want to I I don't want to be the caretaker for that right now. Like, I just can't. And they found, a couple people found that rude. Where they're like, people have baggage, Mallory. And I was like, I get that. Right. But But, also, I'm not going to be their savior in this. They need to also, like, if they're on their own path and they're doing their own thing, that's great. But I can tell that that wasn't the case. Right. And and they were looking for someone to latch on to, to... Well, and you have to be, I think, at similar points. Do you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. And so you, you have to be at a sort of a similar place, and we really weren't. So right. things like that are a red flag because I am very invested at this point in, like, self-care and learning mm-hmm. self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if it seems like you're not there, then that has to be a red flag for me. Not that you're a bad person, but that we're no, probably no, no, no. not going to – we're not going to be able to see eye to eye on that, Correct. and it's going to be a problem. So, right, right. Um, that's you also me. probably don't want to – fall back into these patterns yeah, that you already have tried to break. And that's right. when you're in that middle, and I want to say recovery stage, but in that stage, recovery right? recovery is a but you don't need, you, you're still trying to be focused forward and you can easily slip backwards. Any right. little thing can kind of push you in that direction. So you don't necessarily want someone who's not <clears throat> at least kind of like, if not just maybe like a step behind you, right? But if right. Not walking the path with you, or a step ahead of you, or a step ahead. But you don't want to be. You don't want someone starting at the beginning. No, we have to be in a similar place. So the other things about like some of the more basic red flag things, I will say too that I have a history of sort of part of the reason I didn't date is that I realized um, for a lot of reasons my self esteem wasn't in a great place. So I had a history of ignoring red flags and my low self esteem related mm-hmm. to that. One of the discussions I was having with my therapist is about some of those red flags. If, like, I'm on a date and it it, it seems to me like the person that I'm with is not seem interested in what I have going on. Like, they're not asking me any questions about me, which happens much more than than I think Uh it should. Like, you're talking to someone and (laughs) all they do is talk about themselves. I'm like, this is okay. You know, (laughs) this is, got it. So that's a red flag that you're not actually interested in, like, where I'm at. So... I start questioning what, what it is you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's fine, like, if all you, you know, your interest is, like, a casual encounter. But then I'd appreciate if you'd say that. Right, right. Because I deserve the right to choose whether or not that's mm-hmm. something I want to pursue. Mm-hmm. Right. But you get people that I think are afraid to be like, I would just prefer sex. And then they don't, you know what I mean? Right, so They're right. not actually interested in anything you have going exactly. on. And they don't just, like, say, you know right. what I mean? But then they don't ask you anything about yourself because they don't care. Right, <laughs> right, right. They don't really want to know. So... 
That's a red flag because, one, I think you should ask me about myself. And number two, if you can't be honest about what you're looking for, that leads into the second red flag. Why are you not just saying? Because I think we're at a time where you can right. actually mm-hmm. say, I would prefer just casual sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So People put it in their profiles. And and I really have grown to appreciate that because if that's not what I'm looking for, then I'd right. just be like, bypass. No, thank you. Right. There will be someone that is sure, looking for that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So just be straight up about what it is that you want. So that that leads into that second red flag when I appreciate that you can't ask me anything about myself. I assume that you're looking for something else and you just haven't for whatever reason come into what you want to say. I I feel like if you have children, I need to see evidence that you're invested in them. Yes. And if you're not, then then that would be a red flag as well. Um, thankfully, I feel like that doesn't happen all that often, but I have encountered it. And I actually went on one brief date this summer and this gentleman kept like touching like my shoulders and my hands. And I was like, I need slower than that. Right. And he kept doing it. So that was a huge red flag. Yes. Oh, <coughs> so, appreciating your... Yep. It was not a Not listening. You know, right. At one point he was kind of It's not like, even just not listening. I think some men particularly think that even though you say that they don't still don't understand it. that you don't right. like they're like oh you don't mean it or and like I, yeah. we're saying this but like you would prefer me to do this yeah. and I think that that's just something that men and maybe you more generalized aspect mm-hmm. are finally starting to understand with the me too movement being like no when we say something right. we mean this thing we are saying right and he did ask like finally was like what's the problem and I was like <laughs> and I started to say something like, well, I, I said something along the lines of like, I've been through some things, so I need this to be a little slower. And I started to say something like, I'm a feminist and I have thoughts about how we approach women. And he like glazed over. And I looked at him and I said, you don't want to hear any of this to you. And he was like, no. Oh, so I was oh, like, okay. Well, all right then. <laughs> all right. Gotta just go now. So, and that was that. I was like the end of that. And then I like, was like, ugh. And... It leaves a bad taste, doesn't it? Pause the dating again yep. for several months, and now yep. I'm just sort of sticking my toes in again. But at least you didn't waste so much time before you got to that point of knowing yes. where they stand, where they're coming from. Yeah. This is about, to this time in my life, I mean, I want to sort of react to these red flags. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste anyone's time either. Absolutely you know I mean? not. Oh, right. And, and I do want to be more <clears throat> proactive about, like, valuing myself, thinking about what I'm worth, and not letting red flags pass me by. Right. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. important. Yes, we do tend to do that. We do. So our last question then is, what is your advice to us in love? Oh, boy. And it can be a generalized for maybe everybody who's listening as well. Yes. What I have learned I from what I see and like what I would like to have in love, if really truly what you're looking for is like the genuine article and you want to have a relationship with somebody that involves love, do be honest. Do be engaging with your your stuff that needs work. Do engage your stuff that needs work. Mm -hmm. Be honest with yourself and with that person about what those things are. And the only side note that I have to say about that too is that I think we, when we look at dating, like we we hope that we're going to encounter someone without baggage and that's not possible. That's never going to be the case. Completely not possible. Right. Just look at the state of the world. Like Mm -hmm. as we mentioned before, like children are getting, they can't even safely go to school. Right. Everybody has baggage. But you, if you... I think to do best in a relationship, do your best to be facing off with it. That doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect. You know what I mean? But don't make the other person do your emotional labor. Yes. And you should not be doing emotional labor for them in that regard. It's one thing to stand by someone while they're figuring it out. It's another to have to like, you know what I mean? Carry. Right. 
you're the mill that's grinding their flour is not yeah. work. So if if you are looking to you know enhance love, I would say really taking those things to task and and working on them is important. And I think mindfulness in all things is helpful. So slowing down, being present in whatever moment you're in is important with everything you do, with being with people that you love, with tarot card reading, with drinking water, with eating, with singing. It's not mean that we don't think about the future, but it is really a gift when you can slow down, think about where you are, make deliberate decisions about it. And what a bonus if you can slow down and be like, oh, well, this moment is love. So be present. And again, another thing that I learned from my little kid is that how to slow down and be like, this moment is excellent. This moment is love. That's my advisement. That's beautiful. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. Thank you. We're very blessed and happy that you're here with us today. So do you want to talk about kind of what you're going to, um, what we'll do in the future, and then we'll we'll talk about other things that are going on. Well, which part did you do? So what are you, well, you're here for us today mm-hmm. to do tarot readings. Yeah, some tarot readings. So that's what I've been asked to share today. Um, and I guess we're going to be talking about love. And so we'll chat a little more about what you ladies want from your reading. Um, and uh, typically when I do a reading, what I do is just like a 10-card Celtic cross spread. So for those that are familiar with tarot, that's a very, very common spread. And it's kind of like your utility basic kind of thing. If we have more specific questions, like a yes or no question, I've got some real simple things for that. Or we can always employ Pinterest and look up some different spreads there if we feel like like whatever you your question is, you know, if you, if you, yeah, if you need, if you need more. So, you know, as we talk about that, we can, we can do that. Um, and a little bit about the two decks that I brought with me for any um, tarot enthusiasts that may listen. Um, I have my goddess tarot deck, which has different goddess imagery from all over the world. There's, you know, Native American artwork in the, in the, some of the pictures from different parts of Africa, um, you know. African diasporic images from like South America a little bit. Um, there's Norse tradition in it. There's um, like images from India. So it's like a really good blend of all yeah. over the place. And I think it's a really good one because it's very loving. The images are very warm. Um, and then I actually pulled one of my faves out of retirement that I don't read publicly with anymore. Wow. So um, very lucky. Right. Yes. This is the deck that I learned with when I started taking classes back in 2012. So I've been reading for five years. Um, okay. Like, I've always dabbled in like different pagany things for a long time, but started uh, as a hobby, picked up tarot five years ago. So um, I bought this deck to learn with, um, and it's it's very, very dear to me, um, and I don't read in public with it anymore. So well, we're very I honored. Thought... <laughs> Thank you. Yes, and it's the Llewellyn tarot. Oh. Um, yes, and it's very kind of... Oh, like, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. very sort of... Uh, Renaissance medieval yep. kind of artwork. Um, look like nice watercolor paintings. And I have a lot of love for this deck. So oh, love it. It's very special to me to bring it. To, to talk about love was important to bring this deck. That was yes. so sweet. Yeah. So I understand you're going, we're going to start with a ritual. Oh, just what I did, I would call it, I just thought this was a neat idea. It actually popped into my head just as I was leaving the house. I was actually standing at my little altar that I have in the kitchen and um, I have a little altar that I put up that has imagery that sort of invokes ancestors for me. So I have two little dolls that 
um, look like African diasporic people and little offering cups out for them and candles and things like this. And the candles were sitting there and I thought, oh, what a good idea. And I have rose oil out for them and I made a little offering to them with rose oil mm-hmm. <clears throat> just to help them bring in love and <clears throat> keep love energy mm-hmm. in my mind as I read for you guys since that's kind of what we were going to be oh, talking mm-hmm. about. Um, and I saw the candles and I thought, oh, well, those have a job today. So I have to have <laughs> three red candles. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're just little candles. And what I thought we could do um, before we start reading is we'll just take my car keys and carve a little bit about, like, you know, there's three of us here. We can each carve either a word or a symbol or just anything just to put a little bit of our energy into the candle. We'll anoint it with a little bit of rose oil. Um, then we'll just light the candle and we'll just put our intentions out to the universe to... It. to hear what we're saying about love and what we need and to bring in what we need and awesome. yeah, we celebrate being together too because it's I'm lovely excited. to be here I'm excited too get started on should light a candle really yeah. quick yeah. yeah let's start a fire here okay. in the library let me just think yeah for a moment what my intentions are um, for this as I'm, as I'm holding this candle and um, for my intentions for this moment with these ladies and anybody that it may be listening I think that self-love and self-compassion are really important. So I would love to welcome that energy into the room um, that reminds us that we are all special and important. And that sounds really Mr. Rogers, but it is a very real thing. That we are all really deserving of love and care. Inviting that and then putting it back out into the world. So I'm just going to write the word love on the candle and put a little bit of... It doesn't, you know, don't worry if it looks funny when you, (laughs) don't worry about it. Okay, so I think for me, as I have started this odd journey through my old self into this particular present state of being, forgiveness is something that it is something that I need to impart on myself and also for others. Um, We all make mistakes, things happen, you can trust yourself and trust your instincts as you go forward in this world, it's common to make your missteps. It's common to do those things, but you don't have to punish yourself forever for that. So forgiveness would be what I would like to impart on this particular time. I'll just use my finger. Sure. It's a lovely, lovely thing to keep in mind. Forgive. There's no right way. You can even write over what I wrote. No no right or wrong way. That also don't fuck this up, Taylor. Well, (laughs) I'm just gonna, I ran out of space. So I just shortened it slightly. I'm going to, I suppose for mine, which has always been, I think, my problem my entire life, even though it's taken a long time to necessarily realize it. Probably a lot maybe similar to forgiveness, but just letting go. Letting go of past things that have happened, letting go of your own feelings, emotions, and that it's okay to let go. Because I think it's very common. It feels wrong sometimes to either to let go of, something in your life because either it seems like you need to consistently remind yourself because you think that you have to remind yourself of the terrible thing that's happened so that it never happens again or that just anything in general that's why I did my Camino walk was being able to say hey I have no control here and that's okay to not have control and that you can just be open and what you do have control over is yourself not other people. You probably need to keep these. I do because I bite my fingernails. <laughs> I let them grow, and then when I feel not in control, I bite them. <laughs> let it go, girl. Next time we see you, you better have some long nails. <laughs> it's only stress related, y'all. Uh, 
My dad used to offer me money to stop biting my nails. I used to bite my nails when I was little. But then he was I like, I'll give you money. And then he never did. And so then. But. <laughs> I do too. And I like my nails to be long and look nice. And That's about the time I did as well. Yeah. I stopped biting them consistently. Wednesday? No. <laughs> consistently <laughs> when um, my mom bought me fake nails. Like we did, we went in and got fake nails done because uh-huh. you can't really bite those. Yeah. So that cut my habit of consistently. So now as I let them grow, I let them grow, I let them grow. And then like three months down the line, all of a sudden something crazy will happen. And I just feel stressed. And then I bite them. So it's like this nice... I wouldn't every three know month, four month move. Where to begin in terms of biting my nails at this point in time? That's yeah. how. Doesn't seem fun. Um, <laughs> no, right. I'm not so, saying no. it's. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys are like, oh, like fuck you, Mary. <laughs> how dare you bite your nails? You disgusting bitch. No, like, every, everybody has something. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and light our candle, and I'm just going to take a moment and just think about our ancestors and love coming into the room and how much I'm enjoying being here with you guys and how lovely these intentions are to set out into the universe. And I'll close by saying, Ashe, which is a term from the path that I follow. It means may it be so. It means amen. It's like good energy out into the world. It's Ashe. You can use, you know, you can think of it like energy, like I use my Ashe for this or, you know, I think of it like for me, like it calls your ancestors down when you say it. It's just a good, good punctuating ashe. So, ashe. Okay. Ashe. I'm ready. All right. right. Mal's going first. I've got two decks here, so you can choose which one you want me to use. It's hard for me to choose. And I know that we talked about, if you do questions, is that something that you keep the same deck as you continue through, or if you have more questions, but we, we just pull clarifying cards is typically what okay. I do. Okay, I just didn't know if it would be from the same deck or if we could use one of the other decks for the clarifying. Ah, uh, people do do that. I tend to just stick with one deck because mm-hmm. um, I feel like the imagery is telling a story. There's not a wrong way to do this, though. Mm-hmm. So the goddess one is all women. Uh yes. No, there are some males in there. Okay, all right. It is very, I would say, woman centric, but. Right. Because that's why I was kind of, I was like, I'd rather have something that's more unlift, uplifting with the woman right now. So mm-hmm. I'll go with that deck. This one? Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to start shuffling a little bit. So you want to share with me your questions or what we're, what we're looking at? I don't really have any questions because I don't even think I know anymore what I'm looking for, if that makes sense. Like, I'm getting over the typically always going for the same type of person even subconsciously, because I thought that, I think it was one of those, I can't fix this relationship over here, so it like would happen, history would repeat itself, thinking, but this time, mm-hmm. it'll be different. And being like, no, that's not the case. And I know that, um, like my other issue is, is like I, as much as I love love, I hate it. I have a very difficult relationship in that way. Like, when I was 18, I had my tarot done, from, I think, the most part of the first time ever. And the lover's card came up in the specific spot. And she told me and said, this is like you're starting college. You could, like, this could be the one. And I remember we went through it and I started panicking. 
in in the in the reading and she's like do you have any questions and I said does that have to happen and she said what do you mean and I was like I just because like what? as she started yeah she was literally <laughs> yes right right friend of yours and all and I was like I I uh and she was like anything that happens in here does not mean that it has to happen like you you do not have to pursue whatever and I was like okay and I have a question yes is it that you hate love or is it you hate some of the definitions that is that are put on love I think that it's I felt that it was again something that was trying to control me Right. Because I don't like being controlled and mm-hmm. I don't like, I felt much like the panic I feel when someone tells me they're buying a home and I'm like, oh my God, you're stuck. <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah. Like, good for you. <sighs> Support. Right. I will never buy a house. Like that kind of thing, I think is what it was. Which it. is different. <laughs> It's very different now. It's very like, different now. That is not the definition. I know. I know. But that's kind Maybe of how I should have asked you that question. <laughs> I think I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. But no. What I gather is that you told me you have a fear of being contained. I that do. Is very different. And I know. And I, and that's changed now. Right. Like that was like as it, it's has it. It has because that's still a fear for until me. Until about me. like sure. three or four years ago. Marriage was off the table for me. So now it's on the table. And after walking and seeing, like I had um, a road trip with my mother that was for a very long time, you know, where it's just you two in a car for, and I think it was six weeks maybe we were out, and, and kind of finally gathering more of a sense of being like, okay, this is, this is not, like my, my pre-notion of what... I felt love meant like because to me it was like unless it's absolute fairy tale everything's great I'm not committing here because I didn't want to be contained and now I'm understanding that it's like no that's not the case marriage is okay like if you find like it's it's a support system I finally understand that it's a partnership of both of you you may have fights you may be angry you may be whatever but you love each other and you can say, hey, I'm washing this window. There's some dirt on it. I still see you. And it's okay. Right. That was past, Mallory. <laughs> and now I'm getting out of that. It's a neat time to be alive, too, because we are challenging our definitions of what it means to be a gender. What it yes. means to have a relationship. What it means to be coupled with somebody. What it means to be in a polyamorous type yes. situation. So it's an, it's a neat time to be alive because I think we're coming into the realization that it does not have to be a stagnating, trapped kind of thing. That said, too, how more magical when you find someone or people that you want to do this with, if it's not contained, that means that they're really just there with you because they want to be. And so. part of it, too, was I hated when I saw other people in love and how they acted <laughs> and how not like the whole, like, I mean, it got a little much sometimes when they're like, well, oh, isn't they just the greatest? Mm-hmm. Like, and you're like, you can stop talking about 24-7. Um, <laughs> but anytime. You just shut it was more of like that feeling of, again, <laughs> we that We get it. We get it. You're in a relationship. 
relationship. But it was the losing control. Like these people would get in relationships and they'd forget everything about their friends. And they'd forget all about like their goals and their dreams and their futures. And I was like, I do not want to let that go. Like it was so, I was like, I was afraid that by falling in love, suddenly my mm-hmm. mind would not be able to, to do the things that I had a focus for. And so yeah. that was another issue. Yes. And again changing can I tell you I this is something about me that you may not know Mm. when I have friends that like get in a relationship and they kind of just disappear I have learned to not be upset about it oh yeah Um, it took a long time yeah it's one thing like if I see them not because I have seen this unfortunately people give up their dreams that's another Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. but like you're just like so head ass in love that you're just like gone I'm just I'm really okay with it at this point you know what I'm saying like Good, good for you. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like They'll come back around. They will. Even if they don't. Even if they don't. I'm really kind of yeah. okay with it. Like, if it's you are happy, healthy, happy, healthy with somebody that, you know, encourages your growth. Oh, yeah. It's cool. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? Like, just be head-ass in love. <laughs> anyway, back to the beach. Yes. <laughs> so maybe that's more my question is I'm like, what am I looking for? What am I, okay. you know, that's a hard question to pin the, down. Asking okay. the goddesses. That's, <laughs> well. That's a lot of goddesses. So with Hey, tarot, I believe in more than one god at this point, so. With tarot, you get illumination. So that's pretty open-ended. Do you, uh, and you I'm wanna, okay with the journey, right. too. Do you want like, to put any other intentions into this before? Um, Here, you hold that for a minute. Hold yes. the deck. Um, and just do a little bit of shuffling to put your energy in, and if you want to talk out loud and share a little bit about any intentions or anything that you want illuminated. I don't know. Again, I don't know. Okay. I know the things that I have thought of when I think about love. I know that I want friendship because I need someone who can stop for a moment and say, okay, as a friend, let's subtract the lover portion of this for a moment. As uh, a friend, this is what I'm seeing. I know that I need someone who works 50-50 with me. I can't, um, I know that that's going to change. I know that frequently it will go from, you know, sometimes one of us will have to take care a little more on one end more than the other. It could be in flux, yeah. Yeah, I want it to be where I don't feel like I have to... Where, where, again, I don't want that stuck feeling of being like, I'm doing everything here. But the friendship has always been important. Even from day one, we talked about that in the first podcast um, episode, where it was the friendship was super important for me. Okay. So we're going to put a little intention here to illuminate what what it is that you're, what you're looking for. Yes. So what I'm assuming is going to come out is kind of like, it's probably going to be stuff that you know, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it's in there. But this is an opportunity to sort of peel back whatever we're afraid to say. So we'll see what, what pops up and give a little get a little information about, you know, maybe direction that we need to go. I'm going to have you cut the deck in half from there. We'll start from the center. That's the thing about tarot, too, is that I feel like people do ask questions and, and more often than not to. Like, you you know, it's like, well, I knew that. Well, why weren't you? <laughs> why were you talking about it? I'm sure you did. <laughs> oh, we've got the Ace of Cups to start. Oh, this is... Nice. I'm one of those readers too. I'm like, oh, mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> There's some good things here. Look at you. I like rainbows. Right. Lots of cups. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've seen that seven one before. Seven swords. So. Yes. Okay. So, um, to anyone that's listening, I'm doing a Celtic cross. I will say to start here, you've got a lot of like royalty. There's two um, in this deck. The princes are pages, and then you've got the king of. Uh, Stabs to start with, so we got some royalty here. 
Is that a good thing? Yeah. I good and bad. It's no not. Yeah. It's all. It's, it's all. It's all black and white. So. To start with, our first position here, I have the King of Wands. I That first position really should represent you. And I will say, too, that to anyone that's listening, the Celtic cross, like, there's a, there's really a bazillion ways to interpret this. There's, in my humble opinion, no right or wrong with tarot. So it should be a mix of the pictures that you're seeing, the numbers on the cards. It can be down to the simplest things of, like, a piece of jewelry that's in the picture. The numbers matter, the colors, all that. It's a good mishmash of, of your intuition and your intellectual understanding of the cards. Okay. So I just kind of like laying it out and just letting it flow. So to me, the King of Wands here, I think that that to me is speaking of like, you know, this first position representing you and what's crossing your state right now. So this King of Wands, I, I feel like you, you really are bravely who you are, Mallory. You are. And you... Um, I have never seen you offer anyone an excuse for who you are. Um, in addition to that, um, and I'm sure it's happened, but I have never witnessed right. you do it. In addition to that, the wands to me are like so like agricultural, like what you could plant and nurture and create. And I see you continuing to like, I don't want to even say the word reinvent, but like I see you go on and transform and change. And it's very much deliberate. It's of your own creation and making. So to me, that the King of Wands is really appropriate for your state. You know what I mean? You do cultivate and nurture who you are and what you put out into the world. You cultivate and nurture friendships around you that I know about you. You know what I mean? So to me, that seems extremely appropriate for for first position card. Um, I will say too to anyone that's listening to, it is a really different experience when you're reading for people you know versus strangers. You can take what that for what you want, because I'm sure there's some people that'll be like, oh, you should never read for people that you know. What can I say, man? It's magic. <laughs> there's no rules. <laughs> so, there's no rules. So that seems like very appropriate. What is crossing this is the Ace of Cups. First off, the Ace of Cups is in this reading, the Ten of Cups is in this reading, the Eight of Cups is in this reading, oh. and a Prince of Cups. So, or a page. There you have, I mean, like, this is very good, a good sign if you're asking about love and what it is that you might be looking for you know if we're uncovering a little bit of what we need here so that ace I'm, the feeling that I'm getting to in this particular you know reading is that that ace covering you is that really an understanding of what love and emotion means is actually still maybe forthcoming like you're really just actually coming into really getting what that means and it is sort of new I think there's going to be some really new definitions here as to what what love, what love means, what it means for you to be in the act of loving and how we define it. I mean, there's, there's lots of ways to define this. There's lots, of, I mean, love is malleable. Thank God. <laughs> thank, thank goddess. Thank God. Thank deity of your choosing. Love is malleable. Thankfully. This position here, our third card position, um, typically for me, when I read a Celtic cross represents the crux of the matter, if there is one in this deck, um, this card is actually labeled balance, um, and it is an image of Yemaya, or in this deck it's called Yamana, but Yemaya. So she is, in my spiritual path, she is the ocean um, deity, the ocean goddess, and she's like the great mother. You know, Yemaya's children are the fish. They, they are whatever you could imagine of a person. They are bright and colorful. They fade into the background. They are 
all things. This doesn't surprise me that she's actually in here then because, yeah. I mean, as a, I'm a Pisces, yes, but mm-hmm. water has been a very huge influence of in my right. everything in my life. So The card is reversed, too, um, for people that know tarot. Um, readers do all kinds of different things with reverse cards. This deck literally says in the book that it's not intended to be read upside down. Some people read reversals as the opposite of what the card means. I don't like to read it that way. To me, when I see a card upside down, I think it's like something that's blocked up. Mm. Um, something that maybe needs some attention. I also like to view it as other than what you think it will look like. That's probably my favorite way to read a reversed card, specifically in regards to like what you were talking about, about love and relationships and learning about love. I think that's a really lovely thought to have Yamaya holding that space. Um, again, this is the goddess deck, so she being a goddess, holding that space and being reversed in this setting. What your mill is grinding right now is some different ideas about yourself as a loving being. Maybe that's what's blocked up too is some understandings of what you're capable of. You know what I mean? Because yeah. she is so very loving. She is very forgiving. Um, she's she's very open and warm. She can roll up to a swell as well. The ocean isn't calm all the time. I mean, she can really get going. The ocean has swallowed a ship or two. <laughs> you, you know? So I like that there. The, you know, to thought of like maybe what you're working on, what's in play here, what's being ground up, what are we really chewing on? This image of ourselves connected to it all. And you said of emotion and such, right? Because mm-hmm. I know that that's one of the things that I'm consistently working on with my therapy. And that's actually an imagery that she used with me, which was saying emotions can be like a tidal wave. Right. Which is like either you can, you know, let it just go and swallow everything, or you can kind of ride it and then and then be good right and then you can actually work on what you need to work on that's interesting well, very appropriate yes that Yamaya would be sitting there um I think too she's really I, I want to say that again too an excellent reminder of being connected to all things when we talk about love and emotions too it'd be very easy to feel separated and to try to separate yourself because it can be really scary and very painful at yes. times so a lovely reminder that with this great mother being of how that we are always part of love we are part of the world always connected always so that's a lovely i like that this card here the next card i'm on to our fourth position um is our prince of cups or page representing something from the past that is still in play when i do a celtic cross again those that know the celtic cross or i'm sure there'll be a person who is like the hell <laughs> that's not how i do it well this is how i do it this position here is representing Something from the past that is still in place. Some energies that you're still thinking through, working through, still still coming through. So this prince here, this page of cups, to me is like, I always think of like a young man, like trudging up a hill and he gets to the top and he goes, whoa, look at all this shit, right? Like he gets to the top <laughs> and he's like, ah, and it's that moment of like, oh, this is so much information. There's so many things out in front of me. I could go this way. I could go that way. I could go up there. I could cross the river. I could, you know what I mean? You just sit there and you're like, whoa. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you take it all in. That to me is really like that page reflects that part of ourselves. The cup bringing in again, emotion. To me, I think this is like a time where you crested the top of that hill and you went, whoa, look at all these things. And it's all the emotions that come with it. Ooh, that's a little bit scary. Okay. Think about it. If you're coming from a young mindset mm-hmm. and take the chronological age out of it, because that's not really what I'm saying. Right. Think about it in a, you know what I mean, a more abstract sense. If you're at this younger place of like maybe not having experienced and not knowing some of these things, you get to the top of that hill, it's really pretty normal that you're probably going to choose maybe the easier path. 
less hills to climb, the one that won't get your boots wet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The one that won't wear your boots out. But at that time, you didn't realize if you had veered off the path, what might you have seen? Right. If you took the chance and got your boots wet, you know? So it's not a bad thing, but still sort of in play. So there right. may be some lessons there. If you're still holding that, if you're at the top of that hill looking down about where you might go next, just some food for thought on the path that you pick, be mindful. If the path is full of peril and you can see it. <laughs> I'm not even saying don't do it. Right, right. To bring, you know, your weapons with you wisely. <laughs> and you better just know why the fuck you're on that path. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, some food for thought there. Are you holding at the top of the hill? Have you chosen a path that's very easy? How are you feeling? Did you turn around and go back to the top of the hill and rethink about it? Mm-hmm. You know, are you holding and still at that place before you jump in and find some things? Moving ahead there here to, let's see, we are at our fifth position. Um, I have the Prince of Stabs or Wands. Again, some of the similar imagery of kind of like being at a beginning point. But what a lovely place to be. So as I said, wands are a little bit more agricultural. Like what might I plant? What might I grow? Um, there is a masculine tone to that as well. You can take that whichever way you want. Maybe it's, you know, it, the universe being as it is too. It could be about time to define some of the... Um, this position too is about like the energies we got cruising through right now. This, okay. is, this is what we got going on. This could be, you know, like, what am I looking for? Do I do I prefer masculine energy? Do I prefer masculine energy in a man? If you prefer that gender as far as what you mm-hmm. desire, there are men that are not masculine mm-hmm. that are waiting for loving. And it may be a time to define that, what that means for you. Do I prefer to be more in that role to honor those things um also i'm getting this strong message to like cultivate this is a time to cultivate some thoughts about what you think about love because that was our ultimate question here right so to peel back the layers of like what am i actually looking for well it might be time to put some of that in the soil and grow it i love the word cultivate with what with the suit of wands because it is so much more than just putting it in the dirt and watering it you have to feed it so what it is that you want must be fed and nurtured. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Following, you know, this two pages right after each other and that story for me of like cresting the top of the hill and the new information and I want to be a knight one day. So I'm about to run down the hill and I'm going to do some things. I'm going to do a lot of things, right? It sort of affirms that message that I have two pages, one after the other, that, that you are at the top of this hill deciding some things, thinking about the path you want to take and what you want to nurture along the way. It's pretty cool. I think that's a really lovely, you know, what is up ahead of that? So we have, uh, I have one, two, three, four, five, six. Our sixth position here in in the first part of our Celtic cross. I'm bad with numbers. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot of other talents. Emotion and intuition are really my wheelhouse. (laughs) For anyone listening. (laughs) Yeah, this is never, yeah, going to be a a mathematician. Anyway, um, it is the Ten of Cups, which is completely fortuitous in a, spread about love the two of cups would be like young love mm-hmm. the ten of cups is more like old love so to me it tells me actually what you're looking for and again chuck chronological i'm not talking about right. like because you can get to more of a of a set in type of love in months so it's not really you know we have to remove those ideas of what we think this could be this is malleable as i said the ten of cups is more that feeling when like two are one when you come together to form voltron <laughs> so 
The Ten of Cups is, is actually, in most of the decks I own, probably one of my most favorite cards. Some people hate it because it can be really mushy. But to me, <laughs> when I see the Ten of Cups, it more is about a story about souls that, that see each other through all the other bullshit. Souls that know how to connect and distance between is not a factor. Okay. They know how to come together and form Voltron. Um, it is reversed in this reading. So as I said, to energy that's blocked up. Um, maybe it's time, as you said, to let go. Yes. Let go of some of your ideas about what you think that is. Let go. Let it be what it is. Recognize that I don't think it's going to look like what we are always told it should. Mm-hmm. Which is so... That saying that out loud is a way bigger thing than than just like what it sounds like. At, at almost 39 years old, I recognize that I am really still going through, like, letting that go, that the picket fence is not mm-hmm. going to happen for mm-hmm. me. It is really hard to purge that. Yes, yes, it is. I don't care how woke I seem to think I am. You know what I mean? That's because it's in every single piece of our media, Ooh, left and right. Right. Like, in the, in the like, realm of, I'm telling your fortune here, I would say that it's not going to look like that. Right. Um, and I really feel like a strong intuition to encourage you that, I mean, you said it, letting go. You set the intention here. Yes. So letting go of that and recognizing that this is so possible to be connected and in different ways than what we are told should be the way that we want it. So very possible. And I love when readings say that because I think really what prevents people from feeling love and having love a lot is that we get a lot of imagery and bullshit pushed at us that if we are not fitting into certain boxes, that we are not worthy of having it. And what would happen if maybe we all just believe that we fucking could? Yes. What would happen if people walked around with the belief that what they just are is lovable? <laughs> it's like revolutionary. So I like that as an endpoint for this first part of the reading, this Ten of Cups reversed, just a reminder that it is definitely not going to look like it's supposed to. And it is still ever-present and is still very real. So what are you looking for? Just in this, And we'll go on to the second part. We've got a little more to go here. Right. But like... I hate that I said like, but like. <laughs> <laughs> you used it correctly, uh, though. Like, I know, I should throw in some vocal fry. Anyway, um, <laughs> this connection to the universe and the world. This beautiful place of still being at the top of this hill, looking down and thinking about what you might do. That is a huge gift. So there's a lot of people that are in the soup trying to figure out how the fuck they're going to make it. You are at this beautiful point to be like, I get to pick the path and then cultivate what I want to grow on it. (laughs) That's wonderful. And this understanding that it is so very possible. It is so very part of your story. It is part of your story even right now. This soul connect possibility. And it isn't going to look like what we're told it should look. And that is still fucking beautiful. I'm so glad we can curse. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the issue. And here is you within it, this last row here. So position seven is work that needs to be done. This is just, I mean, like, there's Mallory on her walk down the El Camino, okay? <laughs> so this position here, really stuff that we still need to do. What I'm actually getting, the ping that I'm getting intuitively, um, this is usually, it's the Nine of Wands. It's often depicted as sort of like a battle-worn soldier. Um, I like this imagery in this particular deck. It is, it is a blonde woman. She looks actually very calm, and she's standing in front of a row of staves holding one. But I still get this sensation of like this walk, this a bit of a weary journey. I am feeling like this particular card is, is telling you that you need to have an understanding and pride of where you've been and really make it real for you. You've been, you've been through some shit. You are still standing. So acknowledging the weariness of your walk, the soreness in your feet, 
but also that you are still standing. Um, I'm getting a, a ping too that the stabs in the back in this picture should remind you that you are not alone. These are the stabs of your warrior sisters, your warrior brothers, your Dore, that are still been there with you. A reminder as you're trudging forward that this isn't, you're not alone. Take some time and tend to those things, but really being mindful of where you've come from, hmm. where, what you've been through. The next card, um, so this is like, I like to think of this one as like, here's your message. Tara was saying this. <laughs> um, it's, it's, in this deck, it's, it's titled Power, and it's Freya. Wonderful Freya. Oh, yeah. Um, it is the chariot in a regular tarot deck, which is a lot about driving forward. Interesting, again, reversed. It came up reversed. So what if driving forward for you meant actually staying in the same spot and relishing in your power? Oh, God. <laughs> you are saying the thing that I am. <laughs> Literally. So I've been, I don't know if you know this, I've been trying to get a new job recently and trying to push that. And it's been a month with nothing happening. And my number one complaint is... I hate this. I hate staying still. I hate being okay, in one then. spot. I hate that, like, because right. I am a doer. I want something, I go fucking do it. If I, you know, I work towards it. I save up for it. I, like, when I want it, I go get it. And okay. so that is hard. <laughs> I was like, why is she saying the thing I don't want, though? Because work is healing, man. <laughs> Put your shit in it. Do do what you gotta do. So, (laughs) what is that's all I'm saying is what if what that message is? It means I'm wrong. (laughs) It means you just need to adjust how you look at it. Yeah. (laughs) Because what if driving forward really means being present in your power? Mm. So you asked to uncover, right? So (laughs) there's your illumination. Okay. So the next card, unless you need. No, I mean, it makes sense. Patience has never been my virtue. It has never been told you. (laughs) Tim was like, "Uh uh-huh, that's exactly. So I get what it's saying, and I know that where I am is fine. It's just that I I, like to think 20 steps ahead of myself and be there already. I wish I could just reflect to you, too, like, even since this card came up and we said that, your shoulders like this. I know. I know. Like, you look like... I don't want that. Okay. <laughs> Somebody's I trying say to tell you no. that you do. <laughs> it's telling me to let go, and I'm like, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. asked to let go. I know. I know. <laughs> it's. I'm just. You know, it's the same. Everybody else is looking right? at me exactly right? how my therapist looks at me every time. I'm like, hey, da da da, and she's like, uh huh. Well, well, I'm just gonna warn you when you I put the magic out there. I just don't be surprised when I'm not. Like, I'm not surprised because. Right. Recently, you know, even though I've, you know, I let go of something um, last year, the end of the year, that did give me some financial gain. And I've been, every single month, I've managed to continue to make it work. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, it's, it's telling me that, hey, you know, I, and I'm getting signs, but I panic. Right. I panic because, and, and, and the love thing too, again, it kind of shows itself and then I panic because, again, I'm thinking 
20 steps ahead of myself. So when love happens, you try to move ahead Mm -hmm. instead of just staying still and being in your power. Yeah. Sounds like a tarot card who told you that recently. Mm. (laughs) Whoever that is. Somebody cool. (laughs) So I'm like, it makes sense. I'm just saying it makes sense. That might be mindful. When you feel love, maybe the thing to do is recognize or work on self. You might have yeah, to it's been a step back girl. a minute. It's been Take a, a breath. Or just stand still mm-hmm. for a second. Yeah, you're a little battle-worn. You're a little weary. But the message might be to just hold your power. Because what if that's what unlocks it? You know what I mean? What if that's just just hold space for yourself? Okay, stepping ahead from there. This next position here um, is like the hope or the hindrance, the help or the fear. And boy, won't that really bake your noodle when you realize that that can be one in the same. <laughs> Eight of Cups. Eight of Cups is about stacking up that that is not helping us and moving on. So letting go. So the helper, the hindrance, it is painful to do that. But you have already stated your intention of letting go. So to me, this is just a re, it's just an affirmation, a reaffirmation that, that there is some letting go to be done. Um, I also like the moving onwards towards other things. Again, this just seems to speak of like great possibility. There's really, you know, I just wish that really... I think that there's really power in that. When we stack up all those things that we hear about love, stack it up. All the things we hear about our value or what we may or may not be worthwhile, stack it up. Walk away. Walk away. Turn your back on that shit. And keep in mind that anything is possible out in front of you. Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? If you walk forward with the belief that you are so very capable of loving, that's power. Yeah. You are very capable of having that is powerful. So in regards to that, I think that really that is, you said letting go. So be specific about some of that. If you don't know what's ahead, be specific about some of that. Some of the shit you know doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some of the shit they tell us, our fear, that's something you're holding to. You know what I mean? You do said it. Stack it. Stack it and turn. And you don't have to walk away fast. It's not about running. <laughs> Stack it and walk. Our ultimate end here, the Seven of Swords, um, is where we're going to end here. And this is sort of you within the issue. First off, there is sort of like some, if there is any kind of warning here, don't pick up that that isn't yours and carry it around. Be mindful about what you're carrying. You should know why you have this stuff in your hands. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to leave some of it behind. Okay. So that's a very nice end. And I feel like like this is like you within the situation. The ultimate story is here. That Ten of Cups to me, that's really wonderful. So you're asking like, what am I, what do I need to uncover about what I really want? What I would say, having looked at this, is that you want to not feel afraid to be able to actually stand and feel powerful where you are, which tells me too that there are some things that are uncomfortable. If you're constantly looking forward, there are some things right here that, that need your tending. Right. Um, there's definitely a message of like, to find and have love, we do need to kiss our own boo-boo sometimes, mm-hmm. do some, put some salve on the sore feet. Right. You know what I mean? And be mindful of where we are. I would assume that what you're looking for is to feel comfortable in your power where you are. To know that it isn't going to look the way that it should and that's okay. Yeah. And to know that it is very possible for you. Because look at that's like the ultimate answer. What am I looking for? To know that it's very possible. It's true. And to not be carrying shit you don't need to carry hmm. in the midst of it. Sounds good. Yeah. And I like... The Seven of Swords sometimes is a neat representation in my mind of being a thief in the house of love, which I think is a neat way to look at those of us that are 
proudly outside of that bullshit norm, which is just a mm-hmm. figment of our imaginations anyway, but we do have a nation that sort of pays a lot of attention to that. We're in a society that pays a lot of attention to that. Right. I will happily be a thief in the house of love, <laughs> sneaking in right under your goddamn noses and taking whatever <laughs> I can with me. And mm-hmm. Robin Hood a little bit. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and it makes sense, too, in the sense of, because I am a codependent, that... Being, Me too. You know, that whole thing. <laughs> I think everybody is at some point. I've been reading a lot about it and learning yeah. more about it and all that. But it's that whole, like you said, like the don't take what isn't yours type of thing. I don't need to put someone else's emotions. I don't need to have that as my responsibility. Like what's mine is mine. And that's okay. So it all really makes sense. Right. Hmm. It's a really nice reading. Huh. Anything I can clarify for you? I think it's pretty clear. <laughs> Just You're like all the time you've ever done my readings. Yay. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love to when Tarot, like, just when you ask and Tarot just, like, bombs up exactly what you need. For a reading about love to have, like, the Ace of Cups and the Ten of Cups in it, it really couldn't be any better unless the lovers were straight at the center. Like, Ooh. that, to me, I love when Tarot's like, the universe is listening. <laughs> like, here are the most obvious cards about love. <laughs> So I guess my only question would be is, do I have to do this? <laughs> you don't have to do anything. Yeah. I'm the just saying. The best, though, is that your cards came up because they have to be exactly literal for you. <laughs> she do. is the most literal person I know. They have to actually clearly explain what it is. Right. It cannot be gray in any sense. So right. This is what I love about doing divination, too, is that I get to be part of that because that's not actually me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, no, for sure. I'm not that way. I like divination connecting to this thing out there. I'm not even sure what it is. I just feel it come through and it, and it happens and mm-hmm. I love it. And how it connects you to other people is what I dig about this. Thank okay. you. Okay, yes. lovely. That was so good. And I think that's a good point for us to stop. And we will continue the conversation. You stop. <laughs> wow. <laughs> at the next uh, episode of Bad at Love. Does that have to happen?